All right. How you doing today, sir? I'm getting better now, waking up, getting out of the house. Oh, there you go, man. Can you introduce yourself to the audience, please? My name is Seamus McNulty, and I'm from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. Nice, nice. Far away, eh? Yep, West, yeah. West Coast, Canada. West Coast, Canada. Oh, wait, is there coasts? Is there really? Both to both. No well, shit. West to East, just like you guys. I didn't know that, actually. That's yeah. something new. Yeah. I know some people from Canada. I know this guy named Ryan. Do you know Eddie? Parker? Eddie Park. Eddie Park? Yeah. Does he run the mountain climbing yeah. or something? I, I mean, I've seen his name around, but I don't know. Yeah, he gets around. He's a little bit of a hoe. Okay. Yeah, but I like him. He does the <laughs> dragon boat too, right? Yeah, he does that too. He does every, anything that like includes outdoor activity or any physical activity. Yeah. So I hang out with him sometimes, and I, always, I pick up the A from him and my other Canadian friends. Yeah, and now my American friends call me out on it. So I like it, though. Yeah, that that sound I keep getting called out on, but I don't hear it. Really? It's because no. it's natural for you, that's why. And the, yeah, away or the way we say our A's is just different. Really? And there's also, how do you say about? Ah, uh, that's the one. About? Yeah. I don't know. About? It... No, that's normal. I think some people say like a boot. Yeah, and I've gotten called out on that before, but I don't hear it. Really? Yeah, yeah it's probably natural for you. That's why. Only the Americans seem to notice it. Goddamn Americans. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> so go ahead, man. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, you're, from, <clears throat> you're from the East Coast, you said. In West Coast. West Coast, sorry. West yep. Coast and from Canada, Vancouver Island. Yeah, tell me all. Uh, tell me a little bit of, you know, what's your education? You know, what did you do growing <clears throat> up? Just tell me a little bit about you. Um... My mother is a British immigrant to Canada. She met my father, a Canadian, in Darwin, Australia. Nice. Uh, While they were both backpacking, he promised her that Canada was on the uh, about to blow up, and he would find a job easily. And then they came back, and there was nothing going on. They lived out of a Westphalia for a bit, eating Mr. Noodles, which is like ramen. Oh, really? And uh, then had me after six tries or something i think they had like my mom had six uh miscarriages wow so, six uh, something like that something crazy and i was the miracle baby yeah uh, i grew up in nanaimo and victoria which are both on vancouver island um, took french immersion so i'm supposedly bilingual but i don't really get much chance to practice my french mm. <clears throat> played lacrosse growing up box lacrosse not field lacrosse had a pretty nice life, even though my parents ended up getting divorced. I think they looked after me as best they could. So pretty pretty common upbringing, I think, compared to most people in the area. Uh, went to university after I tried being a paramedic for a while. I took the course and then realized I was kind of a wimp around blood. Right. So decided maybe I shouldn't get into an ambulance. And, <clears throat> I think that's a smart choice. Yeah, safe yeah. bet. <laughs> And then I didn't really mind the way plants bled, so I <clears throat> took horticulture and became a gardener. Sweet. But realized that wasn't stimulating enough intellectually and went to university and <clears throat> did my degree in three years and almost immediately came to Korea, which is where I am now. But I've gone back since to get a teaching certificate. Sweet. Yeah. So what is your degree in now, then? Uh, my undergrad is in global studies and geography excellent uh which has kind of helped when i've I've traveled and i have a little bit of a basis and anything i could give you little tidbits of information about just about any country right 
which has helped making conversation or whatever. Awesome. But uh, there's not really many jobs in international relations. No, not a lot at all. So uh, I went back to get an education degree and kind of halfway there. Okay, awesome. And uh, do you still practice or do you still do horticulture on the side? At home, yes. And that's actually, I'm going to blame part of that on why I didn't pass my first practicum because I was working so much. It was springtime and clients are pretty needy. Mm. So I was, you know, spending five, six hours a day on the weekends when I should have been prepping for my classes. Okay. Uh, And then there's also, there's lots of distractions. Right. Um, so two questions. One, what do you like to grow? Two, what are the distractions? Mm. I think I went into it originally thinking I was going to grow pot. And, okay. Yeah. It's a, be, it's a smart idea. Well, especially now it's going to be legal soon in Canada. <laughs> yes, and uh, my province, it's a billion dollar industry. Nice. Um, I'm looking into investing in the stocks now. I, yeah, <clears throat> now's the time, man. I think we're behind even. Yeah. yeah, we're a little behind. But there are, I actually did some research. Sorry to go off topic, but there are definitely some stocks available that um, are pretty cheap that you can buy into now. So I thought Bitcoin was the new thing. I have some of that too. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I have some of that too. Trying to diversify, you know. All right. Yeah, but continue. Uh, so pot, but but, um, I suppose I don't grow much now. I barely keep the house plants alive. Mm. Uh, they're finicky things. Um, I like if somebody has a overgrown garden that mm. they've kind of let go for a few years right my favorite thing is to go in there and just go go nuts and mm. tidy it up because then you can almost do no wrong okay uh it'll always look better so that's my favorite thing to do in the garden and your second question was yeah what are your distractions uh distractions uh having a girlfriend here in korea was you know was tough to stay in touch all the time maybe trying to keep in touch too much mm. so the time change, there was late nights or early mornings. Um, I was going to the gym a bit too much uh, when I should have been prepping for my classes and ice hockey, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That get, sounds good. I get distracted a bit too easy, I suppose. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, though. I mean, it could be worse. You could be doing worse things. I see those videos circulating on Facebook saying, like, people like that are geniuses or whatever like oh yeah people who don't sleep and (laughs) all the other bad habits people who are like late to work exactly people that are perpetually late yes finally somebody's making excuses for them um yeah maybe so do you think they're making excuses and then finding research or like making a research to actually back it up circular logic or something um i think who's a i was listening to jordan peterson and joe rogan i think last night and they were uh they were discussing Jeff Bezos, yeah. I think the Amazon founder, yep. and how he's just like go 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 all the time. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something said if the richest man ever to have lived is like that. Yep. The the harder you work, the more you'll see out of it. That could be it. So staying yep. focused is pretty key, and I'm not very good at that right now. Staying focused can be difficult. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but at the same time, I think being distracted is not necessarily a bad thing because it, it allows you to dabble into other things that are out there, um, which a lot of people don't seem to do. And I think dabbling is good. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons. There's generally pros and cons to everything. Even with a career, uh, some people would rather be really good at one thing or yep. be a little bit good at many different things. Yep. I think it, that goes to personality type as well. <clears throat> yeah. 
my guest last week actually is the same as me, like kind of jack of all trades, but master of none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, pros and cons. Like, I think if I had one thing that I was like particularly good at, that would be good. But at the same time, I enjoy being just kind of average at almost everything I do. I I agree. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but fuck it. I like it. So I think if we were going to be really good at one thing, it would have you know come to fruition already yeah me too a bit behind the eight ball oh yeah me too yeah it's okay though i i've accepted it Mm -hmm. so i'm content me too (laughs) with that being said do you have any like specific topics or any talk or anything you want to talk about today um i guess i would rather learn more about you but um, it's all about you man exactly yeah (laughs) i mean is there any specific questions you want to ask me i can answer briefly Uh, i guess where did you get the inspiration to do this what you're doing now Oh, hmm. Well, simply put, I enjoy talking to people and learning about them mm-hmm. and their backgrounds and experiences mm-hmm. and also like their passions and bucket lists, which is why I just decided I was like, well, what's the best way to do this and learn something else at the same time? So I wanted to learn how everybody was podcasting. Everybody made it seem so simple and I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, well, let's try it out and then let's find some people who are interested and let's spend a hundred dollars and find a podcasting you know, platform and let's buy the equipment and let's just do it. So that's pretty much how it worked. Yeah. Because if I was just like, Hey, who wants to get together so I can learn about you? I don't think anybody would do it. Some mandates. Yeah. I've gone like, on a couple of these myself. Yeah. So, but a podcast kind of just, everybody's like, yeah, makes why an excuse for it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's less weird. So yeah, that's pretty much how it worked. Well, you know, a lot of people have these ideas or dreams and they never bother to actually get out there and do them so yeah. what you're doing is pretty cool yeah man yeah i mean i definitely am the type of person who will try to do it if i think if it's it's worth it um but at the same time i'm the type of person who has lots of different hobbies and unfortunately i can't spend a lot of time with all of them you know like like i said before um so with that being said this is definitely a lot of fun and i hope to turn this into something better but sometimes I just like spend money on hobbies and then I just don't use the shit anymore, which is not good. And then I don't sell it because I feel like I'm going to use it again. But I ne- most of the time I never use it again. So like thousands of dollars later, I have like a bunch of shit that I just don't use. You know, I might use it for like a year and then I'm like, OK, on to the next one. Well, but, it's almost spring time for spring cleaning. Oh, man, I know. I have a lot of books I need to sell. A ton, actually. I'll get to it. Yeah, but I want to learn more about you, though. What what are your... Oh, you know what, though? Let's jump into this. Let's do this. Let's jump into your passions. So tell me what you're passionate about and why. Like, where did it come from? Where did it stem from? Why specifically do you like this as compared to other things? I'll stick with the tame response, which would be the sport that I have fallen in love with, which is ice hockey. Nice. Tell me about it. Um, How did it happen? Like, happen? Well... My grandfather was Irish, Irish Canadian, born in Mon- Quebec, uh, and that's back east, eastern Canada, where hockey's a much bigger deal. Um, he grew up playing hockey. He ended up coaching my dad's team when my dad was young. Sweet. Um, I think my dad played most of his life growing up, and then I was when I was. F- Five or six years old, I was put into figure skating, Sweet. which is which some parents do as a preparation for ice hockey mm-hmm. to get the skating down first. Uh, except I never ended up getting put in hockey, probably because of the 
4 a.m. wake ups for practices before school. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I can understand why <clears throat> a parent would not want to do that. And the money, I think it's it's quite an expensive kind of elite sport. 4 a.m. though, really? Well, because the, the practices are before school and then the kids go to school after. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the only time. Ice times may be limited. I don't know. I didn't do it, but I know there were before school practices right. that kids had to go to. Huh. Um, and then I didn't play growing up. I played the, sum, the Canadian summer sport, which is box lacrosse. Okay. So like played in an ice an ice rink with no ice. Mm. So concrete floor, the rubber ball. Yeah. Uh, pretty fast and violent as well. Yeah. Uh, so I understood the positioning. I I played with lots of hockey players who played on their off season, mm. and I would always hate them because they would leave right around playoffs. So some of our best players would leave the team to go. Yeah, hockey's starting. So see ya. Damn. You're like guys, come on. This is when we need you. Yeah. Uh, but quit probably when I was sixteen, grade ten when. Other things were cooler in high school, and yeah, so quit lacrosse. And then in university, my first year, my first couple of weeks, when you sign up for intramurals, mm. I had made a friend, and he said, play play ball hockey with me. Okay, I, I played ball hockey with friends uh, occasionally. And he eventually talked me into going to buy ice hockey gear. We went shopping and then started playing, so I started playing when i was 19 which will be 10 years next year nice all right i guess i was 20 then um and it's just now or for a long time whenever i step on the ice it's almost everything else disappears uh everything fades away and i'm living in the moment as i suppose you should be most of the time right it's very hard for us to turn off everything external this is something i can just totally zone into in injuries go away worries go away it's like a drug yeah it's awesome that's amazing yeah so what position do you play forward okay and uh do you have any favorite teams being from british columbia you you don't have to be but quite often you're a vancouver canucks fan okay who made it to the stanley cup in 2011 against the boston bruins nice and we lost and yeah, we're kind of bitter. We've gone to the Stanley Cup final tw- twice or three times and lost in Game 7 at home, yeah. and then everybody riots. Yeah, you might have heard about it. There was a riot in Vancouver, started fires and smashing windows. and <laughs> Over hockey. Yes. Damn, man. That's some real shit. There was actually a really good meme that came out around the time. Like This was, this was during the Arab Spring, mm. so Egyptians were protesting over corrupt governments, and I think Syrians were doing the same thing at the time. And the final frame was uh, what Canadians ride about, and it's <laughs> hockey games. <laughs> that's great. It's kind of embarrassing. No, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would rather riot over hockey games rather than the corrupt government. Yes, yes. but but damaging property over... Yeah, that's ridiculous, uh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Pretty silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is it is it Canucks or Canucks? Canucks. And that's Canucks. And that's like a, also another name for Canadians. Okay. Like a Canadian is a Canuck. Okay. I suppose. There's a restaurant in Itaewon. Yes. <clears throat> called Canucks. Yeah. But when everybody told me, they said it was Canucks. So I just assumed it was Canucks. So they're all saying it wrong. Maybe they pronounce it wrong. I don't Okay. I don't know if your friends are 
they're, know the people who run the place or anything? No, but, they're they're American, so they're probably stupid. Uh-huh, and they're well, saying it wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah. I would definitely pronounce it Canucks. Maybe okay. there's a a different. I mean, it's uh, again, it's totally possible they're just saying it wrong. I mean, I think they are saying it wrong. Yes. I believe you over them. Okay. Yeah, Canucks. Good to know. Have you been there? Where to Canucks the restaurant? Uh, no, actually, I went to the last time I was in Itaewon to eat. Uh, there was a place called Rocky Mountain Tavern hmm. that has since closed. I think I went there the very, it closed the very next week or something. Oh, really? But that was the long time Canadian bar. Oh, why did it close? Um, couldn't tell you. Okay, I was just curious. Um, maybe this other place took them out of business. Damn. Because I saw, I, <clears throat> I saw that bar all done up in red, but it was a bit too much like want to be Canadian as opposed to actually being Canadian. Gotcha. Whereas Rocky Mountain Tavern had the hockey jerseys and hockey always playing and nice. Yeah, was, Caesars. That's actually why I went there nice. most of the time. Was, you guys call them Bloody Marys, but yeah, Bloody Marys. Yeah, yeah, we call them Caesars. Caesars, and we make them a little bit differently. Why do you call them Caesars, and how do you make them different? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Huh. I know. I'm curious. I want to look it up later. I think I think it's the actual. You guys use tomato juice. Yes. And we use something called clamato. Clamato. Yeah, which also has like clam juice in it. What? Or something? Yeah. Oh man, I've never heard of it. But it's yeah. a juice. Yes, it's like it's a specific recipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't All right. Know. I'm gonna look it up later. Okay. Yeah, because now I'm curious on what that tastes like. So, so you play. So, uh, you play forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a uh, Canucks fan, mm-hmm. and how, you've been playing hockey for about ten years, give or take. Next year will be ten years. Ice hockey specifically. Nine, nine years this year, ice hockey. Yeah. Okay, but you, you like you said, you grew up, you know, kind of ice skating. Um, and then playing like a roller hockey. Uh, how do you say b- it? Ball hockey. Ball so, hockey. Okay. Yeah, not on, not on rollerblades or anything. Just running. With okay. The, with a hockey stick. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So finally, when I put those two together, is when, yeah. When everything clicked. Yeah. And when you're on the ice, it's just like, nothing else exists. It's like a meditation or something. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so, you play forward. Um, I don't know too much about hockey to be honest with mm-hmm. you. So, what is your favorite thing about hockey? Like. What is it that really, you know, gives you this this feeling of like, uh, you know, nothing else exists? Kind of like this dopamine feeling. Like, what what gives it to you? I suppose the speed of skating. Okay. Um, the reason, part of the reason I play forward is because I'm small and fast. Right. Um, so I can get up to a pretty good speed. And when you're really flying, you, if I had more hair, the wind blowing in your hair, or the wind blows in my beard. Right. Uh, that's that's a great feeling. Um, and the beauty, it's the, I think most beautiful, it's the fastest game on ice. Right. Maybe, I don't know. It's a beautiful sport though. When things click and it's a little bit hard to have the chemistry with the Koreans, but Mm. whenever I go to play with the foreigners or when I'm back home in Canada, when everybody knows what everybody else is supposed to do, it, it just, yeah. The way the puck moves around, it's really beautiful. Nice. And when you make it, yeah. When you make a play or when you, when you're really in the zone, it's just. Yeah, it feels amazing. Hmm. And do you, so you're the one who's actually pushing the puck forward, then I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Now, how often, like, what is the average amount of goals? Is that what you call them? Yep. So, like, okay, what's the average amount of goals, like, you would get a game? Um, Personally or as a team? Both. Uh, I'll usually end up with one or two. Okay. Um, and then as a, 
it depends. There's all there's all levels. I suppose the level I play at now is a, what we would consider beer league level. Okay. So maybe five or six goals okay. for each team. Nice. And then you know, for an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. Um, depends how good the goalies are. Yeah, a lot depends. Sometimes the teams are uneven. Right. But the NHL, which is the National Hockey League, I mean, they average probably three or four goals a game. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. It seems extremely difficult to try to get a goal um, because the goal posts are very small mm-hmm. and the goalies tend to be well, huge. Yeah, exactly. Huge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's them or just the armor or the, you know, the, the equipment that they wear. But can you tell me in detail, maybe like how difficult and precise you need to be in order to get the puck in that goal? You either have to be lucky or can pick the corner. Okay. That's what we say is you just, some people like, professionals have it just wired in like they've been shoot they shoot for this same spot a thousand times right until they could hit it with their eyes closed wow uh, there's a russian player alex ovechkin that stands in one spot and he if he gets the puck passed to him and he doesn't even hold it for a second he just as soon as it gets to him it's gone hmm. and he just top corner every time it's, nice well i can actually show you after it's okay it's a thing of beauty is it yeah hmm. so which which corner do you go for Top right, top right corner. Yeah, it's their it's their glove hand. Okay. Uh, I think my friends that do play goalie, I think they know every time exactly what I'm gonna do. Right. So I ready. just have to beat them to it. Ah. Actually, okay. last night I played goalie for three hours. It's my third time playing goalie. Um, it's kind of taken one for the team here because our goalies are all away. Okay. Uh, so I stepped in there. I'm pretty bad, but I played for my team and then. The next team that came on also didn't have any goalies. Right. So they asked me to play for them. Nice. So of three hours, I was getting pretty, pretty tired. Nice. And sore. Like, I i didn't do much today partially because I'm incredibly sore. Right. It's a really hard position. It's like, a, imagine a sumo suit. Right. Chasing a, a rat. Right. Or a mouse. Right. Like, the puck is so small and you're wearing all this gear. Mm. I can usually save the first shot if I see it coming, but after... When it after it bounces off me or gets underneath me, I'm, it's gone. Right. It it seems like an extremely difficult position, and to be honest with you, goalies for any any sport, I have so much respect for them exactly. because it is insane, and I hate when people get upset with them because I'm like, Yo, first of all, fuck you. It's easy all to right? get upset with them. I know it's easy to get upset with them, but like, it, especially soccer goalies. Like that's those a nets are huge, big ass net. I'm, su- I'm surprised protect. the games are so tight. Like one zero zero. It's insane, man. I don't know how, but like every time they score, they're like, "Oh, boo!" I'm like, "Let's go see you guard Mm -hmm. that shit and do any better." You know, like, come on now. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I commend you. Now you're sore because of moving around or like getting hit with the puck or what is it exactly? The pads. I you really don't feel the puck. It's uh, just from being on skates, standing basically standing there for three hours. Right. Okay. uh, In skates that aren't my own. Mm. And then, um, just diving for it, and just generally not being used to wearing the gear, making those movements because right. skating out is entirely different. Okay. Um, how how much does the gear weigh, generally speaking? It felt like the <clears throat> glove I was wearing was like fifty pounds after a while. Jeez. Uh, but it's heavy leather or it's padding. Right. Maybe about fifteen pounds of. Okay. Of weight, 
the leg pads are quite hefty. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe that's part of it too. I don't really know. Okay. I'm curious because you're probably not like you said used to moving around with that with that weight on. Yeah. So it's got to be different. And like you said, you know, small and fast as compared to mm-hmm. you know the opposite. So mm-hmm. most of them are pretty lanky. Right. Skin tall and lanky is mm. is what they usually look for in a hockey goalie. I think. Okay. And athletic and flexible and all those other things. Right. They're acrobats. Hmm. It's interesting. But I am not. Right. Well, I mean, at least you did it though. Mm-hmm. You could have just been like, nah, I'm good, and then left. But yeah, and some like there, the sportsmanship is maybe different from culture to culture, but it some of the like it's my third time playing goalie, and some of the cheers after scoring on me, it's kind of like yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> well done, yeah, good job, pat yourself on the back, yeah. I remember being a lacrosse goalie once because my goalie had gotten suspended for fighting because he was a fighter. Mm. Uh, I let in twenty one goals in a tournament Jeez. and I was just in the net just hating hating life I mean but was anybody else gonna do it nope nope so you did it yeah nope. and my team thanked me but it was in a tournament so yeah. we were playing mainland so I'm from an island right we were playing a team from northern Vancouver and they just mm. smoked us I mean but that's not your fault though not entirely but yeah but I still can, yeah I, I know I could have done better of course yeah I mean we all could have done better in life but that's life <laughs> <laughs> they they really suspended. need to blame the person who was uh, suspended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Now, with that being shout said, shout out though, to Dalen. Yeah, shout out to you, man. <clears throat> and fuck you too for for ruining Seamus's life for that. How long was the game? My lacrosse, Two hours? my lacrosse goalie career. Yeah, that short-lived career. An hour, yeah. He could have become a professional if it weren't for you. It's all your fault. <laughs> um. So fighting in hockey, how do exactly does that work? What What are the rules with that? Because I see it happen quite often, but I'm not entirely sure how it works. And the, the game is just flowing. Everything looks cool. Then one person gets hit, and then I see gloves go off, and then I'm like, oh, shit. Since I didn't grow up playing the game, I've probably got a different perspective than people that have grown up playing with it. I never actually, I've never actually played in a league where fighting would would have been okay. Most of the leagues I'm in, you get, you get kicked out of the league if you fight. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Um it started with protecting so there's players like Wayne Gretzky you've heard of that are just like wizards on the ice right. but they're not the biggest guys mm-hmm. so another team would in the, back in the day have gotten some big bruiser that would try and end him end his night hurt him make sure he doesn't make those plays right so then it was it's kind of like an arms race you get the biggest toughest guy to protect your good players right and then there was a few teams uh Philadelphia, oh God, this is bad. Broad Street Bullies, they mm-hmm. were called. This is sometime in the 70s. Nice, <laughs> great name. Um, they just got the biggest, toughest team together, and then they, they won that way. Mm. But that was a few years ago. Now they're starting to phase fighting out. Okay. Um, but it was essentially to protect your skill players. So you just had one person on the ice who was just like ramming into other people? Uh, He would just, he would, beeline it for the top players he would be trying to get them out of the game like hit them hard enough so they would stop trying to be so good okay it's interesting there have also been called goons mm. there's actually a movie with uh, stifler he plays a hockey goon oh oh he that he's in that yeah 
Oh, okay. Sean William Scott. Yeah, I Sean William Scott. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a good movie? <sighs> to be honest, I, I, I don't remember. I saw it once, I think. Okay. I wasn't that impressed, I suppose. Okay. All right. Now I'm curious. <clears throat> That's I didn't know that. I didn't know there was like one position where so can can does he even need to play the game? That's the thing. Or they got they got, just... they got limited minutes. They were put on for a certain function. Sometimes just put on to fight. Oh no. And actually what's been going on with football I think was the concussions. Yeah, concussions. Is that they're starting to realize that these NHL enforcers right um were coming away with brain injuries. Right. There's actually a I watched a video the other day about a former Minnesota Wild player that is just missing was living on the streets just nobody knows where he is but Whoa. they suffer from the same sort of concussion brain damage that the football players do where they yeah they're just they're uncontrolled rage and right. things like that which drive them off the deep end well yeah i mean if you just have one person coming on the ice just spending whatever two or three minutes just crushing other players that was their whole career yeah yeah that's going to take a that's going to take a toll and some these guys these guys are big boys right Huh. Um. Damn. I didn't know that. I don't. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think. Oh yeah, I mean I think it's yeah. pointless. Yeah. But there's people that would hate me for saying that and say it should stay a part of the game. But I don't think it needs to be there. Yeah. I mean that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, just mm-hmm. like they're entitled to yours. Sure. I mean, if 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 concussions are a common thing, like people's health are in danger, then there needs to be some type of regulation or boundaries to that because people need to be protected for sure. And they are trying to phase it out. Right. But it's it does happen occasionally. People just it, It's a very emotional game. Like I watched two guys. One guy gave him the shoulder and the other guy turned around and whacked him two-handed with the stick. And, you know, Whoa. T- tempers, tempers flare pretty easily. Damn. So, and there's, there's people definitely back home that I've seen play that their tempers just... It's it's hilarious when grown men start acting like children again. And, right. You know, you're there to have fun. It's like a lunch hour. Everybody's on their lunch hour from work or something, playing yeah. hockey, and people just want to fight. That's how they get their <laughs> aggression out. But, and I suppose to an extent, I'm getting any of my aggression out. Right. By playing hockey, but I'm playing it in a. I'm just by playing it, I'm getting aggression out. I'm not having to hurt somebody. Right. I'm just getting out my the energy in a positive way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that people were definitely getting damaged, like, but I didn't know it was as common as concussions in the in the NFL. Yeah, there's not too many sports where you can just start fighting in the middle of the game. Yeah, because I just thought it was anything goes. Like that's what it seemed like. Uh, there's a joke. Uh, I was at a a boxing match and a hockey game broke out, <laughs> or something something like along it. those lines. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Yeah. yeah, dude, I've seen I've seen some of those matches. And hockey games, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, these they gotta be professional boxers in their free time. Some of these guys are good. Actually, there was a a famous Canuck that it was either substances or suicide. He was one of the. He was the same thing. He was an enforcer. Just was almost his only reason there was to fight. Yeah, he either committed suicide or yeah had a drug overdose. Some damn yeah, Rick Rippin. Rick Rippin, that's yeah. his name. Yeah. It's an awesome name. A little guy, a little pit bull. Huh. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I, this is not my sport, so I can't say too much about it. But in terms of people's safety, I don't. I'm not saying that it should be completely phased out. Um, but if that would, if that's what's needed, if that's what's necessary to like kind of 
you know, get Clean rid it of up. those yeah. concussions, then sure. But you just wouldn't see that in any other sport. You don't see after a tennis match or a football no, game or yeah. even rugby. <clears throat> you know, if if they actually start throwing fists, you're out of the game. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what would be. Well, how would you do it if they're just like, there's no way we're going to phase this out. This shit is a part of the game, period. So how would you go about it? Just like time out, give them MMA gloves, <laughs> give them some boxing gloves and just say, OK, here, go. First one knocked on the ice is the loser. Fines or something. Yeah. Really? If, hmm. if you fight more than this amount in this in a season. or Oh, OK. Yeah. So they have to pick and choose their battles. Or if you fight, you're out of the rest of that game. Hmm. How, like how many reserves can you have? Uh, well, there's usually <laughs> 20 guys on the bench. You have you run about four lines. Okay. So three set, four sets of forwards and three sets of defensemen. How how many on the ice at the same time? Five, ex- excluding the goalie. So you have five on the ice and then fifteen on the bench or twenty on the bench. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen on the bench. All right, I can't do math, but yeah, there's nine. No, twelve forwards. Yes. And then six defensemen, so eighteen, and then probably one or two guys maybe that kick in there. Okay. So if if you had to fight and you were out for the game, you could go through quite a few of your teammates before even before before well, the it, end of the game. It happened. It's happened before where it it's almost at the end of the game and you look at the benches and people have been sent off because after a while the refs are like, "Hey, you're done. Like, get out." Yeah. And there's only a f- there's a spattering of guys on the bench left because of all the fighting. Okay. So that does happen, but I think that's getting rarer and rarer. Right. That's that's super interesting. I'm curious on how it will develop. You know, now that this research is out, now that this information is known, what will happen? Are they going to get rid of it automatically, or are they going to like just try to regulate it a little bit more? Are they going to limit it, like you said, like hey, there's only a certain amount of fights every game? I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally curious. I just think there's no place for those players anymore. Like they're just not getting jobs. Okay. The the guys that are just there to fight, they're not as useful anymore. Right. So they're they're dying breed. Do they not know how to play hockey? They do, and in some cases, they're also quite good, but they're not anywhere near the, you know, the really skilled guys. They don't drop the gloves. Right. Okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess the sport's going to change. Yeah, I had one one hockey fight, I think, ever. This guy, I don't know why he chose me, maybe because I was the smallest guy on my team or something, but you do this... You shake your gloves. Yeah. You look at the person, you drop your stick, and then you kind of look at the guy dead in the eye and sh- shake your hands. Oh, like, shit. And then you throw your gloves down, and then you yeah. go at it. I was like, but this is one of the leagues where, like, you're gone if you fight. So I was like, I- I'm not going to, I don't want to do this. Like, right. I don't want to get kicked out of the league. Yeah. But he just grabbed me and started punching my helmet. Oh, jeez. I mean, sweet, man. Go-, go nuts. Punch my helmet all you want. Right. And I just turtled. Okay. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to defend yourself? Wait, hold on. But if he attacked you, you should be in the clear, right? I don't know. I didn't want to chance it because this was the first league I'd ever joined. So. Uh, okay, I see. I didn't want to I didn't want to push my luck. It's okay. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you at all. But I'm, I'm Plus, he was a much better hockey player than me, so I'm sure he could stand up on his feet a little better for uh, okay. a little bit of toe-to-toe. Okay, I see. Yeah. That's why you always have to have like. This is my first or second <clears throat> year ever playing hockey. Oh really? So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I probably would have done the same thing. Then I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking with this guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's why I had no idea why he was doing it. Like. Yeah. Why you're me? Cle- you're clearly better than me. Yeah. Like, sweet. You know what? Um, if he would have challenged you like seven years later, what would you have done? You're more experienced now. You've been on the ice a little bit longer. 
I would have just tried to grab him and throw him to the ice. Okay. Just end it right there. Okay. So what is the deal with like hitting people with sticks? What if he was coming towards you and you just like whoom hit him in the shin? Uh, there's a sl- there's a penalty called slashing. Okay. And that's kind of dependent on how hard you do it, whether it's two handed. Oh. Yeah. I guess there's kind of an obvious because you're allowed to whack people a little bit, but right. I think it's the viciousness. Okay. It's up to the ref's discretion, of course, but right. Um, I think if it's an obvious excessive force right then it's a call otherwise it's just like you can harass a guy with a stick just to okay. let him know you're there and yeah. that's interesting yeah i think that's what i would have done if it was like my second year his guy was coming after me I'm like oh fuck you dude i'm not fighting you and then boom hit him in the shin and just run away yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he punched my helmet so i mean it's yeah it didn't affect you it, at all his hands probably hurt after yeah probably those helmets look hard even though they're small yeah. and light like any like a football helmet, I guess. Oh man, motorcycle. Yeah. Maybe not that hard, but hard enough that your knuckles would, yeah, probably bleed if you hit yeah. it a few times. Yeah, hmm. it's like that's punching your computer over and over or something. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, it's way too much. Anyways, it's not my computer. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you very much for sharing about your passion. I appreciate. Yeah, I suggest it. you. Uh, suggest you watch a hockey game, dude. I watch hockey games. I just don't know what the fuck is going on, but they're extremely entertaining. Yeah, they're one of the more entertaining sports for me some of the most entertaining sports is polo like polo on a horse yeah polo on a horse mm-hmm. extremely entertaining um hockey and rugby yes those are like and ufc sorry ufc is definitely up there as well mm-hmm. but like polo rugby and uh hockey Can't they're extremely fast-paced they're extremely fast-paced and there's so much skill that goes into them. Mm-hmm. And rugby, <laughs> rugby is just always funny to watch to me. I don't know why. Because it's like every other 10 seconds, they're always piling on top of each other. So it's it's funny, but it's also just like, huh, yeah, okay. I, I played that sport too, and I'm still confused by it. Yeah, I don't really know the rules to it, to be honest with you. But I like I just got, I just, yeah, was told what to do, and I did it. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen arena football? Arena football is also interesting. It's just imagine like smaller American football matches, and there's there's like an you're in a smaller arena, so you're not in this big stadium. You're just mm-hmm. kind of in like a small stadium, and you can kind of use the walls to your advantage a little bit. Did you ever see Starship Troopers? Yes. You know the scene, the the scene, their football scene in that at the beginning. I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Maybe not. No, I don't think I remember. Yeah. I saw that thing years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that sounds like what you're describing. Okay. It, it probably is then. So there's arena football. And then, yeah. I mean, those, I mean, hockey's extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, again, my favorite part is when people throw out on the gloves. That's my shit. Yeah. Yes. It's, be- it's just because it turned in, it's like two sports in one. That's yes. why it's so entertaining. It's yeah. like, it was hockey. Now it's like boxing slash UFC. You don't know what the fuck's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's great. There's one sport I don't like at all. No offense. Curling. Curling is, I was talking to Eddie about this. I was like, curling to me is like the stupidest sport to ever be created. <laughs> like It'd be very interesting to see where that came from. Yeah. I think actually my dad and stepmom are taking lessons in it right now. Really? Sorry. Sorry, guys. No offense. No, it's a, It's it like it's boring to me, too. It's bowling without the pins and on ice. That's pretty much what it is. It's definitely high skill, but... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Actually, I had this... I tried to make a point. I don't... I think I gave up on it, but... 
that some game that some sports should not be called sports. They mm. should be called games. Yes. Which I thought baseball. Mm. So I put it to athleticism and skill. Okay. So a real sport, you have both have to both have high athleticism and high skill. Mm-hmm. Whereas a game, you can have just high skill. You don't have to be athletic. Right. So say like uh, pool. Yeah. Would be a game. Baseball would be a game. Uh, I can't remember which other ones I had as examples, but chess. Basically, it was a. <clears throat> basically, I was trying to show why baseball's not a real yeah. sport. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I can totally see your argument because mm-hmm. even you do need to be athletic. You don't need to be extremely athletic because you're pretty much just sprinting. Yeah. At but you have plenty of rest time mm-hmm. in between. I mean, there's eight. Yeah, 160 games in a season. Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't see much time actually running or doing. That's true. It's a lot of standing around and like looking around, yeah, like palming the ball and chewing your gum and spitting, yeah, and spitting and tobacco and shit. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I'm an American. And I grew up on baseball and I like baseball, but I see your point. Totally valid. Even football is a lot of stopping and starting. If you put like rugby and football side by side, then yeah, it's. Hey, wait, wasn't the... Oh, that's tomorrow, I guess, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is tomorrow morning, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to go see that or not. I'm not sure. Oh, I saw on Facebook a lot of people were hating on it for whatever reason. Uh, people are hating on everything, Just man. because it's the Patriots again or something. Well, well, find a team that's good, <laughs> fuckers. You know, I mean, I'm, I am I used to follow football, and there's a lot of people who feel the same way. Man, fuck the Patriots. Okay, well, when you find a team who's good enough against the Patriots, then... You put them against, you know, just don't talk shit. You can't be mad because they're good, you know. Is there there's salary caps in football? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Cause I there would, is that for NHL to try and like give it some parity. Um, I don't it know. It does make sense because otherwise you just stack a team. Well, I do know. I well, I don't know this as a fact, but I think the New England Patriots are the highest paid players hmm. in the league. And they definitely have a huge skill gap hmm. um, because the Patriots players have definitely been in the game. In general, they've been in the game longer than other people have. So I don't know. I don't know there, if there is a salary cap, though. It's a good question. Something to look up later. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl's there tomorrow. And sorry about curling. I agree with you about baseball. What do you think about esports? Mm-hmm. Surprising how much money can be made doing that sort of thing. But interesting. I mean, whatever floats your boat in a way. Yeah. So and let me ask you a question. What if, <clears throat> so esports is just electronic. You're sitting down, you're playing games, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty much what you're doing. It does take skill, like you said. Ah, yes, it would it, be a game, not It a doesn't sport. take athleticism. Yeah. However, what if in order to be qualified to play esports you had to reach a certain level of le- of athleticism would that make you happy no if somebody was like okay well in order to qualify i need to be this good at the game and i need to be able to run three miles maybe if in you like were 20 minutes maybe if you were generating the power it took to play your game while you were playing like an exercise bike while you were playing or something ah, sure. that would be super cool <laughs> uh there was a i saw a quick video on facebook of these like electric electric cars running around a track and yeah. these four guys sitting on uh sitting on stationary bikes yeah 
like racing mm. with the electric car using their current. There I thought that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember saw reading an article, I think it was a couple of years ago, talking about how um, if you wanted to generate electricity in your house or like for certain appliances mm. like the TV and PlayStation 4 or whatever, then you needed to exercise in order to do that. So like 30 minutes of exercise would give you like one hour of electricity, right? So it essentially forces you to exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Can you imagine incorporating that system into like every household? You would get like a totally different like I think people would understand the what it took to use the power we use. Oh yeah. People would stop leaving lights on pretty quick. Damn right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Not that I'm sure if that actually does anything. But. Um I mean it's a small amount of current, so it shouldn't take too much electricity. But if you want to use something that does generate a lot of electricity, for example, TV, PlayStation, computer games, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I think people would have a lot more respect for it. I agree. As a gardener, uh, and then going into like an environmental studies class or something, where mm-hmm. yeah, you should you know take shorter showers and whatever, whatever the individual should be doing to conserve water. Mm-hmm. Golf courses use the amount of water as a small city. Right. So you know when they stop using that that amount of water then we the, the any amount of water we could save in the household right is, is nothing i mean maybe that's pessimistic and everybody should do their part but not when there's and factories use ridiculous amounts of water yeah it's true yeah it's it's unfair to make a consumer feel like it's their fault right as an individual for the water shortages yeah i agree yeah, there's there's definitely blame to go around. Cape Town, 2018, first major city to run out of water. Really? Oh shit, you're right. In like five weeks or something, they're yeah. scheduled to run out of water. Yeah, man. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I don't know what they're gonna do actually. What do you think they're gonna do? I mean, they're gonna have to import for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine? Like, that's gonna they're gonna spend a ton of money on that. Hopefully, the rains come. <laughs> Rains in Africa. I mean, if you're religious, you better start praying for South Africa now, man. I'm sure they are already. Yeah. Damn. I'm. I'm. mm. Scary stuff. Blue oil. I am curious though. Like, can they? I'm. I don't really know too much about this, but I would assume that they could probably, maybe dig some more wells in certain areas to generate at least a small income like source of in water sure somebody's doing it hmm i mean they have other parts of the country south africa is pretty big Mm -hmm. so they can definitely take water from other places but it's it's summertime it's like the depths of summer right now Hmm. and it's their reservoir i saw a time lapse of how much you know how low it's gotten it's pretty intense but you know what though as shitty as it sounds and i wish this wasn't happening this is kind of a good thing because waking people up it's waking people up yeah i mean we're this is a huge problem um i think there's like what one to two percent of like usable sorry like usable drinkable water on earth Mm -hmm. yeah and we take it for granted so i think that we you know this is a huge huge thing that we need to take in consideration and maybe south africa is going to be the first example cautionary tale yeah um now with that being said though you know bill gates i'm assuming Mm -hmm. he made well i guess he funded this research for this machine that turns human waste into water have you seen that um 
brown water reclamation i forgot what it's called to be honest with you but it's like a machine you put human feces in there and it goes through this huge process and then at the end of the process you get clean water Mm -hmm. yeah so and i think the idea was to make some of these machines and pass it off to certain countries who needed it well everybody needs it i think everybody's gonna need it especially with cape town south africa so um but i mean i I mean being that first person to take a sip would be pretty funny to see the look on everyone else's face he was the first person to take a sip. yeah and yeah his face was interesting he just takes like a little yep it's water yep (laughs) you should watch it it's pretty funny (laughs) but they, they go through the whole process and they're actually like you know discussing like how it works and it does work and it is drinkable water science yeah it's as weird as it is it works so, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a wake up call. I think it's something that, you know, humans don't pay attention to. I think for a lot of us, we take it for granted and, um, yeah, we should, we should definitely do our part. But when I say we, I'm talking about everybody. So not just the average consumer, but also businesses and corporations that use an insane amount of water, especially golf clubs, like you said. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, what are the companies? I mean, well, actually, doesn't the oil companies tobacco companies use a lot of water too i'm sure they do Um, any sort of agriculture yeah so yeah i don't know i I guess we'll see what happens so needless to say it's going to be an interesting couple months for south africa Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm very curious as to what what they'll end up happening because water is one of the things you need to survive and what will people start to do if they don't have one of the basics right well human nature we'll see mm-hmm. you know capable of everything and we're capable of some pretty shitty things and hopefully it doesn't resort to that so we'll see but anyways moving on let's go on to your bucket list man bucket list. yeah what's on your bucket list my favorite so these could be activities these could be places to see could anything, be anything you want it could be anything you want i was trying to think of activities but there's not too many things it i can... still need to do Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have come on the show and they're like, I've already, I'm like doing things on my bucket list already or I've already completed a lot of things and that's fine. Swimming with whales or dolphins. I'm, my worst fear for a long time has been sharks. That's my fear too, man. Um, Scary as hell. I think cage diving with great whites, I think would be something I should do. Right. Whether or not it's high on my list or not. It's a different story. Um, to like face your fear? Yeah. Okay. You're not nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Um, <laughs> More power to you, man. When you do it, you let me know how it goes for you. But I mean, I'm the other fear is heights, and I'm in no no hurry to bungee jump or do anything like that. Dude, this is funny as skydive. Because you and I have the same exact fears. Those are my two main fears of all time. Sharks, heights, and sharks freak me the fuck out. Now, I will tell you though, I did go skydiving to Mm. face my fears. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning experience, amazing. Totally recommend. With that being said, I don't recommend (laughs) cage diving with sharks. That's just fuck that. Nah, I could handle that more than I would jumping out of a plane. Really? I yeah, I'd rather. Keep my feet as close to solid ground as possible. Mm. Nope. Sorry. I, I mean, cage diving, there's a boat right there. and So? Gray whites? You can see them coming. You got a cage around you. Oh, no, man. Fuck that. I think, no, no. See, here's the thing. Like, when you go skydiving, the guy you, you tandem with, right, has, like, two parachutes, and you have, like, one emergency one. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's three parachutes. That's not enough. If that's plenty, are you kidding me? If all three parachutes, 
you know, don't work, then you were like destined to die that day. But that cage could break at any time. You know, he could just go in there and just like crush you. Yeah, there was a video the other day I saw of a shark just like jumped in the cage with the guy. Oh, shit. Did he survive? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's fine, I think. But that's some scary the shit. The people on the boat were all freaking out because they, yeah, somehow he wormed his way in there. It was a big gray white. Fuck. Yeah, see that right there. I used to say I'd just like pee myself and like ask him to make it quick if I ever saw a shark in the water, just like play dead. <laughs> like, make the brown water yeah damn well well how about this you can do cage dive and we can share experiences you take are, a video of it yeah okay. I, I have a video i'll send you a video of it. all right yeah um so what else is on your bucket list bucket list for activities it could be anything drive a nice car okay which one do you have any nah. no just a nice car yeah well what 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 qualifies as nice to you I suppose something high powered, like bigger than a V8. Bigger than a V8. A V12, like a V12 or something. Okay, yeah. So you definitely want a lot of power. <clears throat> but on a racetrack or something. Like okay, okay. Some somewhere where I can just goof around with it, as opposed to trying to look cool in traffic. Okay, that's fair. Or a highway would be sweet too. Right. I'm a bit of a motorcycle guy, but I don't need I don't need to go fast on a motorcycle again because there's nothing or around you to protect yourself right uh bucket lists i would like to see the pyramids and i'd like to go to jerusalem sweet yeah are you jewish no okay i was just curious um but just it would be cool why not yeah i've i used to be really into the crusades for whatever reason and those are some history books that i used to read right uh so i think seeing a city with so much history would be interesting and then just the division now right um i have some palestinian friends and some israeli friends nice and just to actually see it for myself because both of them have wildly different perspectives on what's going on there yep of course could you do me a favor yeah could you move this thing Mm -hmm. away from the mic it just keeps bumping into it okay there you go yeah thanks um and the pyramids I've heard that when you're there, it's nothing like the pictures. Right. Because there's a city right beside it. Um, but to go in there or even climb it, which I know you're not allowed to do, would just be, yeah, same thing, just so much history. Yeah. I don't know if we ever figured out why or how they were built or whatever. I still believe in aliens. Yeah. I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah. It's totally possible. Um,. Just places I'd like to see. Okay. I don't think there's anyone I necessarily want to meet. Nothing I really want to do. I'm okay. Pretty lucky. I've done a lot of things. Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like, <clears throat> oh, like I want to do this, 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 and that. It could be. Some people do have that sort of list, though. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, some people do. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to, I, this wasn't on the podcast, but I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, hell yeah, man. I got a ton of shit I want to do. And I was like, okay, like what? He was like, well, I want to do like three lines of cocaine back to back. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And he just, he just goes down like this crazy list of like doing a bunch of drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then like what he wants to do after those drugs. Yeah. So just like destroying cars. Yeah. 
He just wants to go around with a bag. He's got it all planned out. And just destroy cars. I'm like, dude, you need to stay far away from fucking drugs. Please. Hmm. Please stay away. So, yeah. Yeah, you'll hear about him in a few years. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) There's also this song called Bucket List by a rapper named Saba. I think he's from Chicago. He's very good. And the bucket list is funny because in uh, certain parts of the song, it pauses and then it goes through a couple people's bucket lists. And there's this one guy, he's like, yeah, I want like a million dollars and then I want to spend some of that money on some weed and then I want to spend the rest of that money on some hookers and just like have like a big ass orgy with like with like weed and and um, prostitutes and I'm like <laughs> and pot doesn't make me feel sexy really I gotta say yeah it's not well I don't know this is what he wanted to do mm-hmm. and then um yeah it was just pretty funny so I was like when I listened to him and I listened to my friend I was like they would probably get along pretty well so whoever this guy was yeah I think some I think a lot of people have have dreams that they don't fulfill whereas i've already done quite a few things that i've always wanted to do can you tell me some of them or can you share some of them (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to share other ones it's okay um having my own motorcycles at different points in my life sweet Um, what kind i had a dalem here oh dalem yeah well how what, what was the cc's on it Oh, they're small. I think that that one was a 125 that I had here. And then oh, I had a, baby. A, had a 125 in Vietnam. Nice. A fake Chinese Honda win. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I rented a, another Honda. I think it was a 250 in Sri Lanka. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, a lot. Of, just motorcycling through different countries is kind of a dream come true. Sweet. Um, I visited my family and. Netherlands and England and Peru. Those are always dreams of mine. Sweet. Um, How is Peru? It's been eight years now. I'm really desperate to go back. Maybe this job or this, when I, if I graduate with an education degree, maybe I can see if there's jobs down there. I'd love to live in Latin America. That's my plan after Korea, man. Latin America? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to leave Korea around 29, 30 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm going straight to Latin America. I told myself I was going to start off in Mexico and then just work my way south. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a, whenever I've whenever I've been to Latin America, it does feel like home in a way. Uh, my grandmother's Peruvian, and just even the music, or sometimes it just feels this is this is part of me for sure. Right. Uh, I guess a bucket list would be to another part of the bucket list would be to live in the Middle East and live in Latin America. Sweet. I've done done my time, you could say, in Asia. So right. I I could live here again in a different country, but other than that, I think I'm I'm done. You should do it. Yeah. I lived in <clears throat> sorry. I lived in Jordan for a year. Yeah, Jordan was nice. I was technically in Palestine, but not really in Palestine at one point. <laughs> um, I would like to visit Israel. Um, I think it'll be interesting. What's the deal with the passport in Jordan? You can't cross over from Jordan? You can if you have a U.S. passport. If you have a Jordanian passport, you can also cross over, but there's like certain limitations apparently. So I don't know those limitations. I just know that they exist. 
then I think Lebanon, you like can't have a Lebanese Lebanon stamp if you're going into Israel. Yeah, so if you're going to Israel, most people like, get their visa on a separate piece of paper because yeah. there's a lot of countries who don't like Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have an Israeli visa, they kind of like <laughs> assume that you're like a, a spy or they're just like not going to let you in. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sucks for the people who want to collect stamps. Or collect yeah, exactly. So if I ever go to Israel, I'm definitely getting in a separate book. Hmm. Fuck that. Yeah, but that's just me. I'd like to make the argument almost. So what? Yeah, I got an Israeli stamp. Do yeah. I look Israeli? Do I... Yeah. Check I'm... me Check me out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could pass for Israeli. I don't know. I mean, but I, personally, I think it's stupid. I mean, you know, the Israeli-Palestine conflict we can talk about forever. But, I mean, it's Palestinians and Israelis have lived together before. Jews, Christians, and Muslims have lived together before, and they still live together now. This happens. It's not, you know, we only see the negative, but there are positive things. Like, there are relationships there. There are families that are there that connect and cooperate, you know. Um, It's not all doom and gloom. It's not all doom and gloom, but, yeah, I mean, the doom and gloom is there. It's it's definitely there. So, personally, I think the Jerusalem thing is stupid, personally. Oh, this embassy change? Yeah, I I think it's dumb. I don't know why people, I mean, I know why people get all high and mighty about Jerusalem, but I just, I just think it's stupid personally, but I, I can't personally relate to it because I'm not religious, you know, and I don't really care about (laughs) that. Those sites, like I don't give a shit at all. So why people are so upset about this one area and Jerusalem is, it's not even, in my opinion, it's not even that special from what I've seen and heard. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. I think it's politicizing a world city is the issue, I suppose. Like, it should be there for everybody as opposed to making it the, cap- the capital of Israel. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But at the same time, it's just like, it's not that special. It's really not. I don't. I don't understand why. It's not like a city that has, like water from heaven you know what i'm saying it's not there's nothing there's no resources really there it's just that like you know people can use it's just it's just nothing there all it is is just like a religious symbol yeah. essentially and then you know that's pretty much it so but if you were to that's tell got me a lot of power on a lot of people though it so. does yeah and i don't agree with it but i understand it mm. so but in, in my opinion i just think that like to freak out about i mean i don't know I'm trying to figure out the words to say this, or the best way to say this. Not not trying to be politically correct at all, because yeah, I, I really don't yeah, give a shit. No, 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 no. I really don't give a shit, because I really don't care. Like, I think it's stupid, to be honest with you. And this is how stupid I think it is. I remember <clears throat> I was talking to my, in grad school, I was talking to some friends. And we were talking about this whole, you know, Israeli-Palestine conflict. Personally, I feel that fighting over Jerusalem is so stupid, nobody should have it nobody right and i was i was joking but i was like half serious too they're like oh no you know it should belong to these people it should belong to these people i was like no fuck it fuck both of them you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't give a shit it belongs to nobody it's just there right and then they were like oh well that's not gonna happen and so on and so forth i was like okay well if there's so much problems between palestine and israel right gaza and and the west bank nobody can live in those areas none right they're like well how are you gonna do that i was like easy you evacuate everybody you tell people they cannot live there anymore, right? And you're going to nuke it. 
that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to take everybody out of them. You're going to tell them, hey, you're going to go move to these countries and these countries and these countries. Because if you're going to fight over this land, nobody can have it. They're like fucking children. Yeah, two, so you take two every- kids in the backseat. That's exactly what it is. Do I have to come back there? Nope. So you just nuke the shit out of it. Right. And then nobody can live there. Nobody can have it. Israel is one of those countries that doesn't admit that they have nukes, but they do. Amen. I think it would be interesting if you just said, hey, Israelis, sorry, guys, you can't have it. Palestinians, sorry, guys, you can't have it. Palestinians and Israelis, we're going to separate you into like, you know, the 150, 182 countries that we have out here. You know, 5% is going to go here, 5% is going to go here and there. And then we're just going to nuke the shit out of this place. And whoever stays, too bad, you're getting nuked. Sorry. And then the fallout's going to be there for a while. Yep. And then when the fallout's done, you just no, nuke that shit still, again. Nah, then they'll still fight over it. <laughs> they, they can still fight over it, but they, they're not going to physically fight over it because it's not there anymore. You know? There you go. You can't, you, you can't handle shit like adults. We're going to treat you like children. So, boom, nobody can have it. Now, of course, an easier solution would be just to let another country have it all together. Like a country who just doesn't give a shit about it, like Congo. Just like, just give it to Congo. Like, and just see what they do with it. Isn't Micronesia the one that's slowly getting swallowed by the ocean? Give them a new homeland? I think there's a, I think there's a couple, actually. Mm. But yeah, Micronesia probably is one. Yeah, give it to them. Why not? They switch, they switch places. So put all the Palestinians and Israelis in Micronesia <laughs> and just take all the Micronesians and put them there. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Sounds good to me. I don't know. I think it's dumb. And, and Cultural exchange. Yeah. And, um... Full disclosure, like, I do have family that are Palestinian. So I know, you know, one of the reasons why my family left is because of Israel's occupation. And um, I can't relate to that personally because I wasn't there. But I just think it's just so stupid, you know. And <clears throat> my family's not even necessarily, like, um, anti-Israel or anti-Jewish either because, well, one, they're Christian. And um, two, they had family and friends and both places Mm. didn't matter to them but there's definitely a difference between being israeli and being israeli jewish and being like a zionist Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference for sure um but you know in my personal experience you know if my family heard me say this they'd probably freak out but it's true like i feel like nobody should have it not palestinians not israelis you know and and nobody just period just hands off everybody so yeah that's just me i don't think it'll ever happen but if if there were to if anybody was to accept my solution, that's what I would do. Yeah, nobody would make me dictator of the world either. Yeah. What would you do? With that specifically? No, yeah. What would you do with that that situation? Yeah. If somebody was like, Hey, you can do whatever you want with this area, with these people. Um scatter them all, I guess. Have them live with live with each other. Like yeah, make them live in a house together, like Big Brother or whatever those shows are where they force strangers together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you guys got to live together for a week. And then, you know, by the end of it, there'd probably be some fights, but in the end, they'd probably be like, yeah, we ain't that different. But that that already exists, though. I mean, there's people who are like, they like live together, they're neighbors, they grew up together, and then essentially they're they're eventually divided by politics or by religion or you know, by radicalism. A big part of it is you can't, you can't really persecute someone that you know. It's That's easier true. when they're faceless. Yes. Or nameless. It's true. Um, but what are they going to do? Like rotate? 
They're yeah. gonna like, live with this family for like a week, yeah. and then go live with another family for like a week. Hey, you asked me a tough question. On I'm the sorry, spot, man. yeah. So. <laughs> That's I'm curious on how this will yeah. work. That's why. No, I, I've be, taking what I took in school. This was always a this was always a conversation that could be had, but um, nobody's got the answer. Right. I don't think. <clears throat> I got the answer, man. Nuke that bitch. You take everybody out. You say, hey, listen, you got like, we'll pay for you. We'll, we'll get you settled. We'll give you some money, right? You got like six months to get out this bitch. After the six months, we're nuking this. If you're here, too fucking bad. You had your chance. I mean, there's a theory of something. If it if it seems simple, it, it actually is simple. Yeah, Occam's Razor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Occam's Razor. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just that simple. You know, everybody wants to use their nukes. That would be everybody's chance to use their nukes. They can let off their, their you know, Trump can be in his office with his nuke button. Kim Jong-un can, you know, use theirs. Even Israel can use their nukes, too. Why not? They can just join the fun. So it could be International Nuke Day. That would be great. Once every five, ten years, everybody can just release some nukes into this one area. But we've already figured out that the the nukes these days are so powerful that yeah. even one would like totally disrupt shit. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So we can do baby. There go there goes the rest <clears throat> of the there goes the rest of the water. We can do baby nukes, like little small ones. Yeah. And for countries who don't have nukes, or they just, can just or just lie and say we did it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go back. Oh, this place is super radiation. With all the fallout there, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Originally, I was like, okay, well, nukes is a little excessive, right? This is it's too much. So, just poison it. Just, like, let off some poisonous gas, and nobody can go there. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, that's not going to work, because Some people can put on, like, masks and, like, try to figure out a way. So I'm still going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to live here. Yeah. So... You know, so you can do one of two things. One, you can nuke it. Or two, you can consistently bomb it. Right? So maybe, like, once a week, we just let off, like, hundreds of missiles into that area. So nobody's ever going to go there. Uh, they'll be out of water soon enough anyway. So. Yes, that's true. So, yeah, man. There you go. That's the solution. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> one, one day, one day when Jamal's making that, trying to get that passed yeah. through the legislature. Yeah. Oh, I remember when I said it to my friends, they were like, what? They were like, well, half of them judged me. Totally fair. The other half half of them looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And then there was a, like a small amount who were like, just thought it was funny as shit. They're like, you want to commit like cultural genocide? Like this, this and that. I was like, yeah, fuck them. Cultural genocide has happened for hundreds and thousands of years. I don't give a shit. You know, just take, just that's it. I don't want to kill anybody. You give them a chance to go. Cultural genocide? Yeah, cultural genocide. Because it's, a, you know, Jerusalem's a part of their culture and part of the religion. It's a huge part of their, you know, their everyday life. And, you know, and I'm like, it's, that's part of the problem. So you eliminate the problem. So genocide is an ethnicity. Um, it's killing an ethnicity? Cause a, a culture. You could you can commit cultural genocide, apparently. You can essentially wipe out a culture. Yeah. To me, that sounds like just like genocide anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So, but yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, so, I had to clarify, of course. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to kill anybody. You you set them up in a totally different place. And then, and then once you do that, then you can nuke it. Like, I don't want to kill anybody. But if people decide to just stay there, that's fine. Let them stay there. Sorry. Settle in. It sounds bad. I know it sounds bad. And I don't fully agree with it either. But hey, you know, what do you what do you do with two kids fighting over a toy? It's your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nah, man. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, to be honest with you, like 
of uh, a complete solution would be very hard to come up with, obviously. Um, but maybe one day we'll figure it out, you know, or not. Maybe it's just destined to go on forever until the world ends. We'll see. <laughs> but at least we have one option. It's not necessarily a viable option, but or even the best one. But hey, we got one option. Study it. There you go. See if someone will fund it. People should debate it. I'm going to put it on Reddit. I'm going to put it on Reddit and see what people think. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. So uh, so we went through passions. We got through your bucket list. Now the last one, uh, which is funny or unique stories that you've had while traveling. So this can be one. It can be many. Um, you know, it can be something that, you know, you want to share. It could be something that you don't want to share except for now. It could be like a special story. It be anything you want. Hmm. I had some in the back pocket, but I suppose I'll I'll share how I met my girlfriend now. Okay, let's do it. Um, my dad had visited me here in Korea, and we'd gone to Japan for the weekend, uh, a long weekend, and we come back on a Monday night, and I decide to go to the go to the gym. It's you know seven. 7 8 p.m. and I walk in and this is at where the ice rink is here in Daejeon not too many foreigners go and there's this there's this girl in there and she's got these gloves on and she's got a I think she's wearing a weight belt she's totally totally kitted out for working out hard and I'm we're doing our routines and we end up beside each other a couple times and I don't know if you have experienced it where you're trying to ignore foreigners if you're in the zone or something you you just don't want to talk or for whatever reason foreigners know that there's a, someone that speaks their language right there but you just don't talk anyway mm-hmm. I'm, i've got my headphones in or something but she's really really cute and I'm, I'm i'm trying to think of a way that i can break the ice i know one of the things girls don't like is being approached while they're working out mm. Or they don't like being approached, period. That's, <laughs> That's a different story. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't know how to do it. So there was at one point she was doing deadlifts in the corner and right by the water cooler and I think three separate times I walked up to the water cooler. I walked the direction of her. I was gonna go talk to her, gonna go talk to her. Nope, just getting a drink. Stop. Take a drink. Think about it like you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna leave soon or you know, stop being a wimp. Finally, I did. Um, she's in between a set or whatever. And I'm, hey, hi. Uh, you know, I think I think you're really I think you're really pretty. Can I take you out on a date? She's like, oh. I'm like, oh no. In my head, I'm like, oh, here you go. Nice one. Well done. No one's ever asked me that before. Nice. But it was still with the tone of like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So I was. I was probably my face was probably red I was getting pretty nervous and I probably started babbling either way she added me on cacao but for whatever reason that didn't didn't go through like I didn't get the ad or whatever so um, we didn't end up talking for a week and she got a new phone or a new phone number and sent out a broad message and happened to include me in the nice. in the message so I finally got her contact information 
and I invited her to go camping, which is interesting for a first date, I suppose. It surely um, is. <laughs> but my friends ended up bailing. So it was supposed to be like two couples, I guess. They This other couple bailed because it was supposed to rain, but I'd already had a car rented uh, to go out into the country. And I, I promised, I sent screenshots saying like, my yeah, my friend bailed last minute. Like, I'm not just trying to get you alone now. Right. And we ended up. <clears throat> That's like super up, bad timing. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up driving out to the West Coast and spent the day together just talking probably eight hours. In the end, she came and watched me play hockey, play hockey. And then we went out to this, there's a cafe just to the south of Dijon. Mm. I think it's literally called Old Place, Yeta. Nice. They've got outdoor bonfires at this little cafe. It's super romantic. That's awesome. Uh, so ended the date there. So I think we spent like a solid at least 12 hours. No, probably 16 hours by the end of the day together. Yeah. So that was our first date. And I guess we've been together pushing three years. Nice. On and off, I suppose, a little bit. But because I've been traveling and uh, lived at home for a while. But mm. yeah, I came back to live with her when I... And my education stalled for a bit. Right. And we just spent 10 months together, and we're going to go to Thailand for a few weeks. Sweet. Yeah. I'm actually going to surprise her with, um, she comes home on Tuesday. She's mm. been backpacking for a month. Nice. Going to surprise her with visa sponsorship forms. Nice. She wants to come to Canada. Nice. So do you think this is the one? Oh, man. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's a very big question, obviously, but maybe? I... Probably be hard pressed to find hard pressed to find someone better. Okay. I've never been in a relationship where you, I haven't gone to bed facing the other way. Right. You know where you're angry at each other when you go to sleep. Mm. And that's I've never had this with her. And that's yeah. I've overall haven't been happier. She's made me a better person. So perhaps. Okay. Are you, are you, okay, so are you not really big on commitment? Okay, there you go. I was about to ask, like, are you the type of person who's like, ah, well, you know, it's a scary prospect. It's extremely scary. I agree. A year away from 30, maybe it is, maybe it's time I grow up. Maybe. I mean, maybe we're being smart by not getting married. Who knows? (laughs) Scary prospect, though, but yeah. And so you met her here, you've been together for this long. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Do you, does she want to travel with you when you go to Latin America? Have you guys talked about she's, that at all? She's pretty much game to go anywhere. Nice. That's pr- dude, she's that's got, great. Her education's better than mine. She's teaching at a university here. Right. So she's got she's maybe even more mobile, but right. I'm not sure. Good. So she's like the sugar mama. Yeah. At the moment, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Sorry, it was it was just so easy for me to say. That's good, man. I want a sugar mama too. I think my I think my ex called it a Oh god. I was a kept man. A kept man. I think that's a term for a man that gets looked after very well. Hmm. I think that's great. That sounds like the life, to be honest with you. And if my ex is saying that about me, that's a good sign, too. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're not pulling your own weight, of course. You no, know? I try. Yeah. She's definitely picked up a lot of slack, especially financially recently. Like I'm, I'm driving her car right now. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, relationship is about balance anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not a big deal. So, damn, that's cool, man. Well, best of luck to you. Thanks. Yeah. You got any more? That's a good one. Mm. I was riding in the mountains in 
Vietnam on my little motorcycle and uh, was riding probably a 30 degree hill. I was going, you know, 50, 60 kilometers an hour or something. And we're going through this tiny little village. And this guy, he'd just gotten his dinner and they they have these soups that are in bags. Yeah. So they can try, like, take away soup. Yeah. So this little plastic bag, he's, he's got those tied up to his scooter and he just... Rim, rim, and then just doesn't even shoulder check and just like pulls out in front of me oh, and I'm no. going really fast up yeah. uphill and I just cream him t-bone him oh no destroy the front end supposedly I do like two flips in the air he's down and out he's hit his head what and the whole village like surrounds us and I'm like oh no I've there's this book called Shantaram about India yeah um and where the there's a car accident and the people riot and end up killing the driver that caused the accident. Oh shit. So in my head, I'm like, Oh no, they're going like, to, they're going to, they're going to lynch me. Yeah. Um, but it was totally his fault. Yeah. So, but somebody, some, a couple guys like helped me like wheel my bike off to the side. There's a mechanic literally right next, right next door. Nice. Uh, my friends turn around and come and get me. Watch out where you're driving in Vietnam. There I you suppose. go. <laughs> uh, I've heard the Vietnamese streets are insane. Yeah, they're intense. Yeah. So. Um, lots of random little stories. Are... Is so was, was there like what happened to him? Like, any major damages? No, or? I no idea. We I got my bike fixed as soon as possible and got the hell out, the of there. out of there. Yeah. <laughs> He's still alive and kicking. I'm sure. It's Ho- all good. Hopefully, supposedly the mayor was going to come down and talk to me at some point. Oh shit! Like yeah, it, it had gone all the way up the food chain. <laughs> good luck finding me, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> I, I guess the last one I experienced a little bit of racism in Europe. Okay. For the first. Probably the first time I could actually say nice. I felt prejudiced against. How was that? Um, surprising, I guess, because I'm majority white and I look white for the most part. But right. this was summertime and I had a long beard. And I guess I was looking Muslim. The mm-hmm. first time it happened, I was in the Netherlands at some festival. Right. And these Dutch, blonde, blue-eyed, tall mm-hmm. boys were calling me a Turk or whatever the bad one in the, at the time, maybe Moroccan. Mm-hmm. And they were supposedly shouting stuff at me, but I was like, I just turned and looked at them and I was like, yo, I'm Canadian. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, what did, what did it matter? Like, all I had to say was I'm in At the time, I was just so surprised that I didn't really say what should have been on my mind, which right. was like, why does it, why did it matter if I'm Canadian? You're just judging me totally on how I look. Right. That was kind of an eye opener. I'd just spent six weeks at a refugee camp in Greece, mm. and so I was like a little bit on edge about how they were perceived in Europe, anyway. Right. And then I visited family in England, and I I was in a bit of a rough neighborhood in the south of England, and uh, had walked in and out of a pub. I'd used their bathroom, and supposedly some some of the guys at the bar were like threatening to jump me. And my cousin overheard them. For what? For being a... They thought I was a Kurd. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess that's okay or uh, something. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get why, I guess. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, in this small town, I guess Kurds were the big problem. I guess so. Um, But my cousin heard them, and she's a tough girl. Mm. And, like, totally walked up to them and shut them down. Nice. But again, like, just because I'm Canadian... Gets me in out of right. all these racially. Yeah, being Canadian is great, 
Everybody likes Canada. But I can't imagine actually being a minority and having to experience these things and sucks. having no out. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, though, unnecessary. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's funny. You just got to laugh off the yeah the ignorance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it definitely is not a good situation. <clears throat> but when it happens to you enough times, you, you do try to find the, you know, the comedy in it. So, but yeah, I mean, w- with that eye-opening experience, like, what it did change? Like, did it change anything? Like, did it change your perspective at all? Or I suppose I'd be quicker to call it out. Okay. Um, with a little more than I'm Canadian. Right. As a, as an ex, almost an excuse, like, hey, you know, I'm not the bad guy here. I'm Canadian. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of a lame response as opposed to like, fuck you. So what if I am? Right. Or whatever. Um, I guess I'm kind of blanking on how it's significantly changed my life because I'm, it doesn't, doesn't happen much like often yeah. yeah yeah and i don't think i've ever seen anything go on where i should have stepped in because i think i would anyway right um just a, it, finally i suppose experiencing it and mm. i guess the powerlessness of it like you can't really do you can't really change your appearance right in my case i could have just shaved my beard and i probably would have gotten away with maybe not um just sad that People have to find someone to hate. Yeah, yep. unnecessary. I um, <clears throat> I forgot who I was reading, but there's a theory that um, it's natural for humans to have enemies. Mm-hmm. I believe um, that. I don't necessarily believe it, but if you look in our history, it kind of makes sense. I think rivalries as opposed to enemies. Rivalries. Um, I think rivalries is a little bit different. I think that. I think this theory essentially says that if there are enemies, then it kind of creates like a nationalism, right? Like a nationalistic community that is, identity. that is needed, right? In order to keep the country and the economy and the community together and stuff. You're just saying a group enemy as opposed to like yeah, a personal Yeah, it, it can enemy. be anything. It could be, it could be birds, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be other humans, but typically Someone, someone to direct their anger Animosity and resentment towards. towards. Yep, exactly. I don't necessarily agree with it, but again, if you look in our history, it's pretty common. I mean, you you could pretty much take any country and like ask them like, "Hey, what people do you not like?" <laughs> I, I took a conflict resolution course on Coursera, which kind of touched on conflict and competition, mm. and I suppose I've experienced it myself, where you can not really like somebody. And you have a rivalry with them because right. you're you're in the same sphere or whatever, and you, no matter what comes out of their mouth, you're gonna not like it. Right. But in the end, you kind of love them in a way because you're working towards the same goal. Right. Somewhat like f- the example that popped in my head a second ago was Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy. Yeah. For example, like they they were enemies the whole time, and then I think at the end they end up being somewhat grudging friends you know they end up having to work together for the common good and i think i you know that's that's the kind of hate that i could see as natural Mm. you have a rivalry with someone where you don't really like them but when it came down for the greater good you could set aside your differences i don't want to believe that you actually have to have visceral enemies that you absolutely hate yeah 
but I, yeah. could be. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I would, I definitely lean more towards that. I can see more rivalry than enemies, but it definitely, I can see where the theory is rooted. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how humans progress because the way that we live now, we definitely live in a more internationalized and more globalized world. I mean, people are mixing. Lots of cultures are being able to mix. We have the internet. You know, we have people learning more languages. And, you know, I I don't know. I think that maybe if humans can survive for like at least the next, you know, 50 to 100 years, you know, I think it'll be quite interesting to see how how we get along or the water will run out first. That is also quite possible, yeah. So, and then we'll all be on a different planet at that point, ruining that planet, and we'll just keep doing that until until our species just dies out, oh. or until the aliens come and take us over, or we become totally new, oh. reinvent ourselves. Yes, all the gene splicing. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, this, that's actually gene editing and gene splicing. Yeah, that's definitely going to be quite interesting. There's a new Netflix series that just came out where you can like perpetually transfer your consciousness from body to body. So I've seen that. You and never can never actually die. There is also um, some experiments happening in I think China where they're like doing head transplants. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. They're gonna take a head and they're gonna transplant it into another body, and it's supposed to function as if a normal person. Yeah, I like to think I'm smart, and then I think about the people doing this kind of stuff. I realize I'm nothing. Uh, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are different types of intelligence, man. Yeah. The multiple intelligences theory. <laughs> Check that out. I, I'm sure you've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it in your education degree, you're probably going to see it eventually. So don't worry. You're smart, just a different type of smart, you know, like your mom used to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Pat me on the head. Yeah, there you go. It's okay, son. So anyways, all right, man. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we hit everything. Yeah, it was a pretty good chat. Yeah, it was a little sporadic, but it's okay. Hope you enjoy my banana bread. I, dude, I'm going to crush this banana bread. As soon as you leave, I'm going to get some, some milk because I love banana bread with milk. Atta boy. Toss it in your oven for a second. Oh, it's going to be so good. Dude, and you gave me a bunch too. Thanks, man. So I worked out today, and you, just, you, fu- and you just fucked that you up. You earned it. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, thank you very much for joining us again. Yeah. All right, man. Take pleasure it easy, to be sir. here. Oh, man. Always a pleasure. Come again. <laughs>